Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Sandy Toxvig, and this is We Will Get Past This, where I welcome you into my calm room of books so I can share tales from history of various deeds. Some brave, some baffling, others downright idiotic, in a bid to comfort the soul in this challenging time we find ourselves in. Some of these were recorded with specific dates in mind, but as we've all come to realise, none of that kind of thing really matters. My diary's wide open. There are no rules about when something can be enjoyed, so take a moment to relax and remember this. We will get past this. Hello there, come on in. How nice to see you. If you are at home, I do hope your domestic life is an oasis of calm. Uh, mostly mine is, although I freely confess that I sometimes need prodding to stop reading and notice the chores. The truth is I would much rather travel the world in my library than, for example, unpack that bag at the foot of our stairs, which is full of things I brought home from my last theatre show three months ago. I look at the bag and think about the great American comedian Phyllis Diller, who once said, housework won't kill you, but then again, why take the chance? I've been at home uh, full-time for two months now, which I translate into approximately 180 opportunities to do the dishes. In the great scheme of things, this is unbelievably unimportant, but a person's breaking point is often over something trivial. I had been trying to persuade my wonderful partner that maybe occasionally we could leave the dishes and see what happens. Maybe a cleaning fairy will come along or maybe by chance we will make an unexpected discovery. Let's not forget that the discovery of antibiotics only happened because Sir Alexander Fleming failed to wash up. So it was September 1928 and the great Scottish scientist had taken August off with his family. I mean, how nice. Uh, before he left his lab to go... Well, I don't know where they went, the beach or whatever, he had been studying a kind of bacteria called Staphylococcus, which is a nasty piece of work that can cause all manner of diseases. Anyway, old Alex was a genius, but not the tidiest of souls. He went on vacation and left behind some of this Staphy in a petri dish. When he got back, he discovered a blob of mould had grown on the unclean dish. And frankly, who hasn't had a coffee cup like that? All around the mould, there was no bacteria growing. He reasoned that something in it was killing the bacteria. This substance is what he later called penicillin. It was a chance discovery based on dirty dishes, and it led to a group of medicines called antibiotics, which have saved countless lives. Now, I'm not saying I could save lives by being a bit more slovenly, but I like allowing for the element of chance in my life. 
So I was looking in my chamber's book of days uh, when I read an article for the 14th of May entitled Vaccination and its Opponents. Chambers reminded me that it was on the 14th of May 1796 that the immortal Edward Jenner conclusively established the important principles of vaccination. I have to say, I don't feel those few words cover what an odd story this is. Jenner had a theory that a person infected with a virus called cowpox might be immune to the very contagious and much worse disease called smallpox. On May the 14th, he tested this theory by scraping cowpox blisters off the hands of a milkmaid called Sarah Nelms, who had caught cowpox from a cow called Blossom. He then injected this stuff into the eight-year-old son of his gardener. OK, I feel this is taking liberties with domestic stuff and the gardener should have been furious. Fortunately, the boy survived and the history of medicine was changed. We should thank the child, the gardener and indeed Blossom the cow, who gave us the word vaccination, a word with which we are also rightly obsessed at the moment. It comes from the Latin vacca, meaning cow. A quick sidebar, poor Blossom eventually died of what uh, history does not say, and her hide apparently now hangs on the wall of the St George's Medical School Library in South London, which I think is the most fame anyone can hope for. Chambers goes on at length about Jenner and cowpox, but leaves out a very important name. I don't think anyone should mention vaccination without bringing into the spotlight a most glorious woman from history by the name of Lady Mary Wortley Montague. So here is where chance is a curious thing. I had been reading this marvellous book, which is entitled Wayward Women. Uh, it's a book devoted to those women in history who took to travelling at a time when everyone thought the weaker sex really ought to just stay home in case they felt faint. There are about 400 fabulous feisty females in this book who have in common not just that they journeyed, but that they wrote about it. Of these, Lady Mary Wortley Montague is one of my favourites. So I had thought to mention her anyway this week uh, because she was born on May 15th in 1689, so almost the same day of Jenna's inoculation, but more than 100 years earlier. What are the chances? But the main connection to Jenna is not the coincidental date, but the fact that without Lady Mary, Jenna might never have considered inoculating anyone. Lady Mary was born the eldest child of a duke, as she was extremely beautiful, and no doubt her parents saw a future for her in a well-arranged and hopefully profitable marriage. But Mary had other plans. She wrote in her diary, I am going to write a history so uncommon. And so she did, for Mary would grow up to become a celebrated writer, an advocate for women's rights, and the person who introduced smallpox inoculation to England. From her diaries, we get the most wonderful images of this free-spirited child who loved to run across a meadow trying to catch the setting sun. Sadly, her mother died and Mary was left to the care of an ill-equipped governess. Escaping this dreaded person, Mary said she stole her education from her father's library. Fortunately, her dad had one of the largest private libraries in England, no doubt helped by owning a large part of the country to keep it in. Mary read and wrote and taught herself Greek and Latin before in 1712 ignoring her father and eloping with a young man called Edward Wortley Montague. Edward became a member of Parliament and Lady Mary became the toast of London. She was witty and she was gay, which in those days had a slightly different ring to it. 
She became friends with the glitterati, including the Prince and Princess of Wales, but sadly she contracted smallpox, which left her great beauty scarred with pitted skin. In 1716, her husband was appointed ambassador to Turkey, and Mary shocked the world by deciding to go with him. It was a scandalous decision. Imagine a refined lady volunteering to go to the barbarous East. Mary loved it. Far from being a brutal society, she found Turkish women had more freedom than English ones. She learnt the language, she made friends, and most importantly, she allowed her two children to be engrafted with smallpox by a Turkish medicine woman. This was a kind of inoculation, and it worked. Lady M was soon telling everybody about it. People in London, frankly, not keen, partly because Mary was a woman, and so what would she know, and also because the procedure was, well, Turkish. Because she was well-connected, on her return to Britain, she managed to get Caroline, Princess of Wales, to help promote the idea. This worked a treat, as there is nothing like a patronising royal to get things done. Without Mary's keenness on the subject, Edward Jenner's later pioneering smallpox vaccine might never have been accepted. Mary carried on travelling, spending more than 20 years in different European countries with a succession of lovers. She wrote about her journeys, encouraging other women that such a life might even be possible. Her Turkish letters remain fascinating. She was one of the first Westerners to publish an account of women's lives in the Orient. And one of the things I love most about her, she didn't care what anybody thought about her. Far from being distressed by her pock-marked skin, when she was 69, she confessed she had not looked in a mirror for 11 years. There's a marvellous story about her going to the opera and being told that her hands were dirty, to which she replied, you should see my feet. Her dying words are supposed to have been, it has all been most interesting. At this time, the world should think of her. The search for a vaccination is a global focus and we owe her a great deal. I think of her in my library. She once said, no entertainment is so cheap as reading, nor any pleasure so lasting. It was chance that I thought of her today, chance that her birthday fell in the same week that Jenner made his great experiment. I like the unexpected, what used to be called happenstance. Without it, Fleming might never have found antibiotics. I know we all like to think there's a plan, but who knows what glorious accidental discovery may play a part in some lab, someplace, soon. I finally cleared out that bag of stuff at the bottom of the stairs. There was one book in it. It's called The Hinge Factor, How Chance and Stupidity Have Changed History. I mean, really, what are the chances? Take care. Be kind. We will get past this, you know. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.